Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Welcome to this edition of Lighting Your Way, a podcast uh, with Uganda Christian University. Today, this afternoon, we are distinguished to have um, Professor Monica Chibita at the Dean School of Journalism. Good afternoon, Professor. Good afternoon. Yes, Professor, uh, we, the standard family, would like to congratulate you upon receiving the Golden Jubilee Medal on the 36th anniversary of NRM. Thank you. Why do you believe uh, you were picked up as a national hero to receive the medal? And what does this medal mean to you as an individual? Okay. The quick answer is I don't know why I was picked um, among many people to receive this medal. Mm -hmm. But what I was told is that I was being honored for my work in uh, journalism education, but specifically in the elevation of the girl child. Okay. So what does this mean for the discipline uh, of, of journalism in Uganda as a whole and the School of Journalism in Uganda Christian University? Mm. I think that, the, first of all, the, the, the opportunity is a humbling one, and I'm thankful for it. I think that when things like that happen, then, because I've been around for a while, people that come after us have something to look up to, um, maybe recognition that if you work long enough and diligently enough, maybe somebody will recognize your contribution. So I think it's it's encouraging. Uh, at the mentorship level, it's encouraging. And uh, and it's a good boost, I think, for, for the profession. As a media icon, I, I should say I look up to you, Professor. Mm-hmm. Um, what has Uganda Christian University contributed to you uh, in your career growth? Yeah, I think one of the biggest contributions Uganda Christian University has given me is space to grow. Because I joined Uganda Christian University in 2012, it's been 10 years already, and uh, they gave me the freedom to grow as an individual, but also to grow the department. And, uh, and that's what I've done. And uh, they've provided the resources. They've uh, provided mentorship. And they have listened to our needs. We have gone to the university administration several times uh, asking for different things, for human capacity, for equipment, for books. And they've listened to our needs and responded. As a media icon in the Ugandan media industry, what legacy do you intend to leave behind for the uh, upcoming female journalists? <laughs> I find it funny to refer myself as a media icon, first of all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that if I was asking a young journalist or young journalism educator to emulate me, I would say be diligent, be faithful, uh, do everything as if it is the only thing you are doing, because um, I think thoroughness is uh, is sort of beginning to elude us. 
and uh, just encouraging people that it's important to be thorough, even in the smallest of things, right down to the way we write our sentences, the way we compose our stories, and so on, the way we deal with sources, the way we handle issues of confidentiality, etc. I just encourage them to, to give their best to what seems to be their calling at this time. Um, what force uh, drives you? Of course, are, we are all driven by many things. I want to say that my Christian faith is fairly central to everything I do. And that's not a very popular statement today. But, uh, but for me, it's quite central to everything I do. I think it's my true north. Uh, but I also, um, I love teaching. I love interacting with young people. And I've been teaching for a long, long time, almost 30 years now. Just the sheer love of teaching and getting to know young people and seeing them grow from one stage of development to another keeps me going. Uh, I think I also see journalism and communication as playing a very key role in our society. And the fact that I'm in a small way contributing to that role, giving people a voice, uh, helping to hold uh, our rulers accountable, uh, just knowing that you're contributing to that uh, keeps me going. I'm told you came here into the department, now it has graduated to school. What does this come come with? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, when we started as a department, we so, so, so growing from a department to a school is a chicken and egg situation. When we started as a department, we had one person with a PhD, one other person with a master's degree, and then many people with bachelor's degree as their maximum, as their top qualification. We now have five or so people with PhDs. We have a full professor. We have the majority of our staff have master's degrees. You actually be hard pressed to find a full-time member of staff who does not have their master's degree and is not looking towards a PhD. So I don't know which came first, uh, whether we attained these things and then were elevated to a school or in the process of growing into a school, we attained these things. Uh, what does it come with? Um, it comes with a degree of autonomy, a further degree of autonomy, because we went from department to faculty, gave us a little bit more autonomy, now to school. There are many things we were not doing before that we are able to do now as a school, including elements of budgetary control, managing our timetable, managing our exams, and so on and so forth. The other thing it comes with is that the way the school is structured is instead of having a separate department of communication and another one of journalism and media studies like we did, we now have a department of undergraduate studies and a department of postgraduate studies, each with a head. And, and those two have a chance to grow and they have a chance to, to each hatch different programs. So the Department of Undergraduate Studies now has the bachelor's degree. That degree uh, could, could give birth to several other degrees mm -hmm. if we wanted. And the same thing with the graduate program. We right now have a master's degree because we merged our two MAs, mm -hmm. but we are also writing a curriculum for a PhD program, which we hope to start 
by the end of this year. Okay. With the effect that COVID-19 has had on the journalism world, how best would you advise journalism students on a way to propel their career mm-hmm. out in the new world of journalism? I think this, what we are doing is, is a, good, a good starting point. Students need to be entrepreneurs. They need to think outside the box. Uh, they need to forget about waiting for employment. I think it's, you're lucky if you get employed, but media houses are closing down. Some are shrinking. They're reducing their workforce. But if you get the skills that we offer you and take them seriously and study to become an entrepreneur and do things of your own, podcasts, multimedia productions, short videos, etc., I think that you would be, you'd go a long way in, uh, on the path to survival during this period. Okay. How do you think legacy media um, can survive under the new social media uh, linking up with journalism? Mm. Again, there's been lots of talk about legacy media are on their way out, they are dying and so on and so forth. I think some may be dying. Some are growing stronger because they have learned that you don't continue doing things the same way. I think a lot of media that we used to call legacy media are now moving into uh, areas that allow them to work on more than one platform and um, yeah, allowing them to work on more than one platform and collaborating and uh, optimizing their resources so you have one journalist doing multiple things and so on i think i think uh, that most media houses have found ways to survive and those ways have to do with thinking outside the box i think the students are an integral part of the growth of the unit if the unit has grown to another level it means that the chances of its visibility are much higher, and that is of benefit to the students. The, the credibility of the unit is higher, which is of benefit to the students. The fact that we now have one section for undergraduate studies, I think, creates a certain kind of, of flexibility in terms of movement of lecturers. Lecturers can teach in communication, they can teach in journalism and media studies with a fair degree of flexibility. We also intend to grow the research aspect of the school, and we have very concrete plans to do that, and we would like to involve students in this, and that is definitely of benefit to the students. We will continue to put emphasis on our practical training because I think that's our hallmark, but we will also uh, grow in terms of research. Again, my message has to do with taking the small things seriously. We do not just wake up. People don't just wake up and become grand journalists. People start off by being faithful journalists in the very small things. How do you handle your camera? How do you handle your sources? How do you verify your information? Um, how do you ensure that your stories are balanced and so on? I think if, if, if people can practice the basics diligently, eventually you, greatness will find you. And uh, 
and that's what I would encourage. And there is no nobody who says they have arrived or anything like that. But I think you will be a better journalist tomorrow if you do your bit today. We've been honored to have the Professor Monica Chibita on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way.